I'm Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And today is February 23rd, 1990, the past. Ashley, what is going on here? Well, we love 1990 so much. We're spending an entire year here rollerblading, working at the mall, and of course, seeing new movies as they come out each week. This week, we're tackling our seventh movie so far from 1990, The Blood of Heroes. Rated R for brutal violence and a boring but really bloody game. Does the, the entertainment value factor into the ratings scale now? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they should have rated it R for relax and and <laughs> take a nap. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're going to get into the best parts of the movie very soon. But before we do that, let's mention the uh, mall sports league we joined. We were inspired by the characters in the movie playing something called the game. <laughs> um, Whoa. So we wanted to join our own game uh, with our new mall friends. Ashley, what's uh, what are we going to be playing? Something a little less brutal. Um, we're going to be playing some dodgeball. Oh, Ooh, yeah. nice. I thought that would be um, fun for all of us to do together. Yeah. Do you have experience? Um, I played dodgeball in a tournament in high school. Our tennis team, girls tennis team did against all the other teams. And we got destroyed, which makes sense. Okay. So you glad you didn't bring that up in our pep talk. Um, <laughs> we we're going to be talking a lot uh, throughout the episode about movie sports that were invented for the movie. Uh, but obviously, if we were talking about sports that make an a appearance in movies dodgeball would be mm -hmm. near the top of the list that's exactly the type of antics i would expect from our league so um <laughs> derek do you have your uniform um your your uniform ironed and prepped for the first match ironed and pressed yep yeah what's our team name Ooh. um <laughs> juggernauts just jugs? the knots. The juggernauts. No, we're not doing jugs. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, we'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to have to, we're going to have to consult the rest of our team as well. Yeah. So enough about that. Let's start the show. The Blood of Heroes, starring Rutger Hauer of The Hitcher and Blade Runner, Joan Chen of The Last Emperor and Vincent D'Onofrio of Full Metal Jacket. The film Newsday Magazine called a dazzling action movie, one of the most original since Road Warrior. Blood makes grade, brutal, entertaining. The action scenes are numerous and exciting. The New York Post, <laughs> the blood of heroes. Some nice drum and bass there. Yeah, we'll the, the drums we'll the are more intense than the rest of it. But Did you write that review, Ashley? Sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that was that was a, a hype video for this movie. Before we go through the most exciting moments blow by blow, Ashley, what did you know about this movie going in? Uh, nothing at all. So, yeah. but I have seen out of all the movies they listed in the trailers, I've seen The Last Emperor. <laughs> oh yeah, the female character Joan Chen was mm -hmm. in that. Um, but I can't, so I don't know anything about the, didn't know anything about this movie, but it kind of vaguely reminded me of when we were little playing football, um, in our friend's 
front yard mm-hmm. and Drew decided to clothesline me and drop me to the ground. So I that was, was great. Michael. No, Michael would never do that. Michael was seeking Green. revenge. No, no, no. You did that. Okay. Cause <laughs> I feel like this has come up in a previous backstory and you're changing your, your story. No, Michael also, Michael hurt, um, Michael Green hurt Michael Emmons, but you clotheslined me. Different incident. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll take credit. Um, um, and then it also, also go back and watch the match unfold, hide in the bushes. True. That's true. <laughs> now that we're Ugh. here. Yeah, <laughs> might as well. Um, and it also reminded me of there's this Netflix show or series called Home Game, and each episode is like a different crazy sporting event. And there's this game called Calcio Sorico which is rugby meet, like meets martial arts. And they only play three times a year. It's really, it's really intense. I feel like you Ooh. should watch it. It's kind of like a blood sport style tournament where people from all over the, <laughs> all over the world convene. No. It. So it just takes place in Italy and there's like four different teams based on where you were born. So you can never change teams. Oh, it's, you have to, and you have to be born in Italy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, it's really, yeah, it's really fascinating. So remind me of that, except for this is real life and interesting. I mean, that sounds like an awesome <laughs> documentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, never, no recollection of this movie, no recollection of the game that apparently the movie inspired people around the world to start playing. We'll talk about that more. Um, the closest thing I can remember is kind of acting out American gladiators in, you know, with friends, the, the mm-hmm. jousting, especially kind of standing on two logs and yep. swinging sticks at each other and seeing who falls, <laughs> falls off first King of the um, hill. Or, or gets a black eye. Mm-hmm. So there's some, you know, like appeal, I guess, in the brutal aspects of it, especially when you're younger and don't know any better. Um, but no clue. This was a movie. Uh, yeah. Derek? <laughs> What about you? <laughs> I'd, I'd never heard of this, but it did remind me of hurting people in a game. Mm. So when I used to play uh, rec soccer, I would I was really good at defense. They called me Big D. <laughs> <laughs> and I would slide tackle kids, and they just never saw it coming, and they would just go flying. And I always felt bad, but they just, you know. Yeah. I took well, my so these were serious. legal... Legal like, tackles, yeah, legal slide tackles. Yeah, yeah, legal slide tackles for sure. I hit the ball and then I'd get the ball. They'd go flying. Awesome. Wow. Well, Big at D. least now we have your dodgeball. Yeah, Big that was D. easy. <laughs> Front line dodgeball. Um, cool. I guess um, since we don't have much to say about our history with the movie, we're going to just jump right in and go through our favorite parts and break down the game. Sights and sounds. Well, not the sights. Yeah. <laughs> this is the sounds. All right. Ooh. Ashley, I'm going to give you, I'll let you do the heavy lifting um, okay. for the first part of this. I want you to explain to someone, um, like I assume most listeners are, that has never heard of this game or seen the mm-hmm. movie, what, uh, and just so we get the term straight, Unfortunately, uh, the thing that they're playing in the movie is very generically labeled as the game. So um, stupid. <laughs> there could have been an alternate universe where it was called Splatterball. 
much uh, cooler. <laughs> yeah. What was it? It was from like a comic or something. Yeah, it was from um, a comic book. So the sport they play in the movie is referenced in the comic book Warriors of Plasm. <laughs> and that's where it was called Splatterball. It's from yeah. the 1990s Defiant Comics, okay, which would have so- been a much better name. Yeah, if we slip up and say splatter ball instead of the game, maybe because they don't use a ball, but um, regardless, cares? it's the game they play is the game in the 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 like highest level of uh, that you can reach is playing in the, the league. league. <laughs> so the game in the league, yeah. What happens in this game, Ashley? Okay, so um, it's played in five man teams. So the object is to get this like a dog skull onto the opposing team's stake on the other side. Yeah. So there's five different people. Um, there's the quick who it starts off basically in a circle with the other quick on the outsides of the circle. And then a pebble is thrown to start the game or a rock is thrown to start the game. They go after each other to try and get the dog skull and like rest a little away from one another. Mm-hmm. And while this is happening, you also have the slash who has a sword and a dagger so they can do whatever they want. They have some hmm. brutal, some brutal um, tools. And then there's the drive and the back drive, which one has the drive has a sword and the back drive back driver has a baton. And then you have the guy with the chain who has like a, who has the sword and the swinging chain. So from there, um, teams can also have two alternates, but in this movie, they didn't have any. And then the tourney is more like a King of the Hill winner stays on format. And then each game is played in this, each game is played in this movie. If you get to a hundred stones, there's a tie right. and you play again. But if you get the dog skull on the giant stick at the end or the spike at the end, then you win. Yeah. So there's some components of rugby. There's some components of um, American gladiator. Uh, yeah. Yeah. American gladiator cool. for lack of a better analogy where you're swinging a chain at, at your opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the thing that, is confusing about the movie presentation of it and you did a good job of, of summing it up there is that i couldn't really differentiate they, they, there's clearly a person who like is faced off with another uh the two speed speedy people that are wearing mm-hmm. the, the the least armor are kind of like dashing towards the dog skull yeah. and then they just kind of wrestle around for most of the time yeah so that's the quick and then at a certain amount of time a certain amount of like rocks are thrown per minute mm-hmm. or whatever and then once that once it hits a certain part a period of time then they can release the other people onto the quick oh, so, I see. so at the beginning it's just the quick quicks fighting each other mm-hmm. and then after a certain amount of time then everyone can go and like either defend them or like attack or do whatever they want yeah the the problem with the strategy there's like one um scene in the movie where they're showing uh so early on in the movie one of the people in the first match that you see somebody gets a broken leg mm-hmm. this um uh lady character a um chinese american actress joan chen subs in she's like leaves her post in the um in some kind of farming uh, job and she clearly has like been uh, dreaming about joining this team so she mm-hmm. subs in does an okay job and because <laughs> the guy basically like they have to abandon him with his broken leg in the desert. She gets to join the team. So there's like this this journey where you know she's going to be. We want to. We're if we're rooting for anything, we're rooting for her to kind of like learn how to play and get and get better at the game. And the leader of her, the team that she joins, Rutger Hauer, is like 
a disgraced legend from the league. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's really good. He's a, he's their, their star player. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than the quick, everyone is kind of like fighting one-on-one. You see that the chain person is supposed to protect the quick when they're training her. Yeah. But you can't really, in the, all of the, all of the matches, you don't see a lot of coordination. No, they're all just fighting each other and then yeah, having, and some like, of the, trying to free her. But. And some of the strongest people can get pinned and they're just mm-hmm. held down in a very, in very like loose grips and but they don't get back yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's, it's weird. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but like, cause Wrecker Hauer, who's supposedly the best at this game and he's their big advantage. I mean, he's mm-hmm. good at like bashing people with his jousting wand, um, well, not <laughs> wand, but like, I like that stick. jousting yeah. wand. <laughs> um, uh, but like it, it's just really hard to tell how it adds up to any kind of team success unfortunately yeah um the the craziest thing beyond that is that this game has apparently caught on to some degree across the world actually is that right yeah so a group of germans adopted jugger as a sport in 1993 yeah. Um, and ever since then, Jugger is getting more popular and is now played on a regular basis in over 20 countries. I just is... find that unfathomable. Unfathomable. Well, I looked, so I was looking, I can't even say it. Yeah. I was looking into it a little bit and I looked into like a rule book because in Colorado, they, in 2015, apparently they had a Jugger team. So they it's... have like sticks, they have like weapons and stuff, but I guess it's just more like gladiator style. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. the interesting, I mean, like I get um, probably the most uh, obvious example of a fictional movie sport that has caught on to some degree is Quidditch. Um, mm-hmm. But people love the source material. Like the weird thing about this is if it has had any sort of cult following, it's not for the movie, it's for the right. sport. And it must just be kind of like a macho um, extension of like, how can we make rugby even more brutal Tough. yeah <laughs> um, early on in the movie you see her is this when she subs in or is this like in her second match where she i guess it's, it's her a match sec- after they train her yeah it's her first match when she's with like the new team oh yeah so yeah in her first match she bites a dude's ear off cool um, yeah yeah which is like celebrated except they, they they make a point throughout the movie to show that they have their good sports as soon as the the game is over Right. They all shake hands. There's not really anybody that has like lasting no beef anger. with anyone. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird to me. I'm like, oh, you broke my arm or leg on purpose, but then like, let's hang out and have a beer. What? Yeah. Or you <laughs> bit my ear off. I mean, there should be somewhere or, you yeah. draw the line. Like, right. um, Rucker Hauer, or no, the dude that he's fighting, mm-hmm. um, that he used to be a teammate with, perhaps in one of the final matches, uh, is being told to injure him on purpose and he won't do it. Like Karate yet. Kid. <laughs> yeah. But like, the whole sport, like she can bite someone's ear off on purpose, and that's that's not against the code. But he won't hurt so someone's I was, injured leg. I was trying to think about his whole speech regarding that. It was got really confusing because he's like, "Yeah, he." I think it was more like, "I don't want to be told what to do." It wasn't that he couldn't do it. It wasn't illegal. I, well, like the commissioner I, or whatever of the of like that whole league mm-hmm. was like, "I want you to break this and this on him," but he just like, didn't want to abide by his rules. It had nothing the, to do with the legality. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, there's there's pretty much not, anything goes once the once the game starts, but it did seem to be his personal moral code. Um, yeah. I mean, you're right. He he's he's basically treated the people that are at the highest levels of the game are still basically treated like slaves, even mm-hmm. though 
maybe they get a, a silk garment or something. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> as a reward. That's like their big um have you heard of it? Of the tunnel. <laughs> um uh the Joan Chen character is like very excited that that she might uh, experience mm-hmm. silk one day. Um <laughs> Which, you know, it's just, we haven't even really mentioned that the, the context in which the movie takes place. It is this um, Australian outback desert uh, world where all resources are scarce. And basically the only way for this group of people to have a decent life is to kind of travel city to city and engage in these um, games of jugger or their juggers engaging in the in game. The game. Um, but playing games of the game <laughs> yeah and then they kind of get celebrated then they get to eat decently well that night um they get to they get to drink beer and fuck i think yeah. they say in the movie um with and there was like male prostitutes too like kid prostitutes yeah you well that you know weird. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a different economy um yeah before we move on from the game i thought it would be fun um okay to choose our positions um if we were uh forced or electing to join a mall uh splatter ball league mm-hmm. who would we be you went through them earlier we don't need to um belabor the names but you have like fighters you have a chain spinner and you have a quick um so ashley who would which role would do you think you're vying for i'm actually gonna be the sixth member who throws the stones <laughs> cop out um, but then he plays in the end and he doesn't yeah. get hurt he just hooks the guy and he like waits out the game because he's so strong because he's carrying out he's carrying around a cabinet the whole or a dresser yeah. the whole movie just letting <laughs> everyone know that's what he carries around with all their weapons and stuff in it a giant dresser but yeah. i would be him so good luck with the rest of the choices he performs the fish hook maneuver and yeah. pins the guy down like we were saying a much bigger dude he just like sits on him for for a couple minutes game. Yeah. um so the way they keep track of time, you know, you mentioned it is throwing stones at a um, like a shrine thing to make a noise. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to play that position, you need to have an impeccable sense of like rhythm and timing. So you, yep. cause, on it, you know, there's no there's no electronics. So they have to do everything like analog. Um, Derek, <laughs> what about you? I'm going to be the chain spinner because they seem like they never get destroyed. <laughs> yeah, that's a smart. That's, That's probably good. A smart Keep your distance. Uh, well, do you have like lasso skills? Um, I've got jump rope skills. Okay, that translates mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, I was, I was, I thought Ashley would go with the quick, so I was preparing to be the chain <laughs> spinner because he wore like a scoop, uh, scoop neck. <laughs> shirt. So I'm down with the wardrobe for the chain spinner, but I mean, one of us has to. We have to have a quick. Yeah, um, I guess it's I mean, you. We, we don't, yeah. <laughs> A six two six three quick perfect. Well, I'd rather be true the quick. wrestle with somebody in the middle of the field, you know? or the the battle, I mean, whatever you call it. I, I would be terrible at all these positions. The chain spinner, in all in all honesty, like long and my 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 length and lankiness might somewhat benefit the team there. Um, so maybe Derek and I will just face off in a one on one chain spinoff for who gets <laughs> to be chain spinner. Oh, um, nice. Okay. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> um, the the main character loses an eye at one point in the movie because he gets hit with the chain, right? Yeah, and it rips his eye out. Yeah, so there's some stakes, Derek, but I hope you're up for it. <laughs> Just wear a face mask. I don't know. Let's um let's move on from the game to the rest of the movie, and so much <laughs> that there is one. Um, uh. 
The trailer made a big deal out of the two main characters. Um, we've mentioned Rutger Hauer and, and Joan Chen. Ashley, were you impressed by their performances? Have you seen them in other other movies? Are you excited to see them here? Uh, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> I was like, how many questions did you ask? But all no. I was not impressed. I haven't seen them. I actually haven't seen Plane Runner or The Hitcher. The only movie I've seen is The Last Emperor. And, she, and from what I remember, it was a really good movie. But I just... They were the acting was bad. The movie was bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow! Don't beat around the bush. Um, uh, you know. No, it was terrible. But <laughs> the uh, Rector Hauer is—he's kind of one of the evil, um, or not one of the evil androids. He's one of the Blade Runners that's tracking down. Or Harrison Ford's a Blade Runner. He's one of the androids that's tracking him down in Blade Runner, and he plays kind of like a, um, well, obviously like a blonde, like uh beefcake um fun like villain in that movie and i definitely i've been meaning to watch the hitcher forever so um unfortunately i don't have a ton of attachment to him but i don't i think it would have been disappointing to see him in this lackluster role if i did <laughs> mm-hmm. um i did realize that joan chen is um one of the uh, main side characters in twin peaks Oh, okay. Um, she plays Josie Packard, who's like part of the lumbering industry, and just you know, it'd be confusing to ex- try to explain her role, but um, she's really good in Twin Peaks, and that's one of my favorite shows. So cool to see her. Um, if there was a character in the movie that you could latch on to, it has to be hers, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not the elegant lady. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, and we would be remiss if we didn't mention that she has a bit of a romance um, with two of the teammates. Yeah, two out of the five. Or um, I guess, yeah, a couple. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, it's not <laughs> Not really after played. battle, though. Right. Yeah, they have some strict <laughs> um, strict rules about how you prep for your, your next match. Um, <laughs> but no, good for them. Like, they're basically <laughs> stuck together traveling around, and um, you, how could you possibly help developing some feelings for uh when you're leaving that much blood and and her uh, heroism on the on the, on yeah. the battlegrounds mm-hmm. um aside from her journey i mean like maybe one of the main problems with the movie actually was just like what outcome are we rooting for we know they're gonna get to this final match yeah um, and we know wanna... they're gonna win it but when what what do they what do they get out of it so, I mean, really, she just gets recognition and is going to join the league, which you don't even want to be a part of, really, because it's shitty. But I guess you're getting, like, food regularly, so. Well, the whole mood of the movie was just very dour. Just, yeah. Bl- yeah. You know, um, bland, or not bland. What's the word? No, bland is Bleak. Bleak. <laughs> Bleak. Yeah. Bleak, bland, It was just like, khaki. this is their life. They've, you know, they, they'll win and they'll move on to get more scars. And that's it. That's their lives the the person who um Riker Howard's character uh runs into and ends up fighting in in one of the the final matches is like just go back up up to the surface like the the city is supposedly you know where it's where the elite um people mm-hmm. live but you know if you have the option between roaming the landscape and maybe having a little bit more of a like uh trouble you know figuring finding your next meal versus living in an underground dark prison with that leaks you know water and you have to sleep in a floating 
like bed hanging off the side of a wall like yeah mm, it close call like, <laughs> well it seems like better to just be a wandering you know mm-hmm. nomad um they were like almost having fun there yeah um, that's true the movie definitely is not I, I i think the movie is aware that it's it's painting that bleak picture where there is no winner <laughs> does it make you want to watch 1984 again <laughs> 1984 was more interesting from a like psychological standpoint, obviously, but yeah. no, <laughs> make me, I mean, I would watch that over this again. Right. Same. Um, that was my next question. Mm-hmm. Actually. Um, how does their final match play out? Okay. So the first they do one round and they make it to a hundred stones. So it's a tie. Yep. And then they immediately play the next one, which I thought they'd get like a break in a rest period, but then they immediately go into play and one of their teammates is like ruined beyond repair. That's when the mm-hmm. broker leg that you mentioned earlier. And so then my favorite character, the guy that carries the dresser around, he gets <laughs> to play and then they beat them in like, I don't even remember how many stones they won. Like 10 stones, 20. Oh, well, I was my. trying to think of like the second match. Like it, it wasn't that long. Oh, really? I thought it went, I thought it went close to the end or it, it, there were so many moments in other matches. I mean, there were not that many matches where they're just like stalling. Like yeah. her and the two quicks are just like dancing around each other, waiting for one to slam dunk the dog skull. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, they, they have the other team completely dismantled. So that's, uh, that's what we heard in the clip. Uh, the leader of their team is uh, telling um, the quick to walk slowly. Yeah. She just takes like, her time. Yeah, so she just walks over and gently puts the the skull on, and then the a movie immediately goes to freeze frame, and <laughs> roll credits, um, which I was fine with. Yeah, same. <laughs> well, you see her talking to like the league commissioner or whatever, and like then it goes to freeze frame and goes to his face. Yeah, like cool, it's done. What? So they should have wrapped her in silk or yeah, some, something. something more celebratory. I mean, she gets the adulation of the crowd. Mm-hmm. but like uh aside from some cheering i mean we we just it's so it's so disheartening because we know it's going to end and just i mean did we ever find out why he left the league or why he was kicked out yeah because he became more than friends with that elegant lady who's now dating the commissioner oh okay romantic yeah. reasons yep so um, interesting i thought i mean it would have almost been he wouldn't have gone back if he just left for his own, you know, because he didn't want mm-hmm. that life, but that would have made more sense almost. Yeah. Well, that was, Ugh. that was fun. <laughs> We're going to, this at, at a minimum, this movie inspired us to evaluate kind of sports from all sorts of, you know, different types of movies. And, and that's going to be really fun. Ashley, did you have anything else to say about Blood of Heroes for now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Decisive. I like it. Uh, nope. <laughs> Let's take a quick break from our discussion of The Blood of Heroes while we tune our dials to NR90 for new release radio. This is where we give you a taste of what was happening this week back in 1990, starting with a hit tune. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That yeah. was great. 
The song you just heard was No More Lies by Michelle, up four spots to number 11 on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of February 23rd, 1990. Ashley, what's happening in news or pop culture this week? Well, two nights ago, we watched the Grammys where Meryl Streep presented Paul McCartney with a Lifetime Achievement Award. 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 (laughs) Award of an award. I don't know. Um, Here's a little bit of his speech. If you told me I'd still be rocking after all these years, I wouldn't have believed that either. Aww. Okay. So, I say this whole thing for me has been like a bit of a dream anyway. My whole career to this date. My whole life to this date. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a long speech. That's an abbreviated <laughs> version, um, obviously. Uh, yeah. Meryl Streep gave a really touching intro to it where, you know, John Lennon had passed away. Uh, not long earlier, and and um, just a beautiful moment. How'd you like the Grammys, Ashley? They're they're inter- very entertaining, better than they are nowadays. So yeah, it's weird. It seems like award shows just they definitely don't have the same cultural interest. Well, I think people used to care about them more. Exactly. So that makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you're like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but did Blood of Heroes make the box office? Uh, I I was I was expecting it not to. Um, yep. <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy cannot be derailed at number one. <laughs> Neither can Steven Seagal at number two. Um, uh, wait, and then please. zip on down to number fourteen, and you'll find where the heart is. <laughs> but <laughs> skip one more spot <laughs> to number fifteen, and you'll find the Blood of Heroes with uh, four hundred and seventy-one thousand dollars in only three hundred theaters. Um, luckily. We picked a town to set up shop in that was playing this and didn't have to travel too far. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, it was um, for a movie that kind of like, I can't imagine um, from the lack of marketing materials we've seen around the mall uh, that there were super high expectations for this. Um, it was a co-production with Austra- an Australian company. And so... Um, it found its audience <laughs> um, as scant as they were. And uh, yeah, that's it for the box office report this week. Now for everyone's favorite segment on new release radio, rank the blank. Pew, pew, pew. This is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, fake movie sport with the best chance of catching on. Ashley, (laughs) what are some honorable mentions? Sure. So we have Quidditch from Harry Potter, if you've heard of that. Um, The Hunger Games, Death Race, Rat Race, Basketball, something called Future Sport, um, Rollerball, and Mortal Kombat. pretty good <laughs> yeah um there's probably a lot did we get any other um responses from our instagram poll or anybody doubled down on those yeah so we actually um obviously had quidditch yeah which is given um and then someone mentioned whack bat from fantastic mr fox oh yeah I, th- I think i saw that in some research um, um which i've never seen fantastic mr fox so i was like oh that's kind of cool i'll have to watch it um and then the most do you want to guess what movie got the most votes um running man basketball 
basketball yeah oh right yeah 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 <laughs> running man <laughs> did Death i not match? even put running man on the honorable mentions oops nope that's okay it didn't win anything <laughs> yeah. um yeah basketball is a movie that i'm not even sure i've seen i gotta uh, hate to admit it oh um, i mean, would be upset with you i'm pretty sure yeah yeah <laughs> um, it's not a hundred percent my type of, of of humor but i'm sure i would enjoy it and Basketball, if I'm correct, is a combination of basketball and um, basementing. Yeah, basementing for sure. (laughs) Cool. Well, let's get into um, our choices. But before we do, I think the fair criteria for judging this one is something like, is it fun to play? Is it entertaining to watch? And is it accessible? So remember, this is there's two parts it's a fake movie sport and it's likely to catch on so you also said except or accessible, accessible which yeah i wish i would have known that keyword yeah we're gonna take that word out <laughs> i meant accessible not like in the terms of it just that like a lot of different types of people could play it is okay does that not work for real no yeah. that works mm-hmm. yeah cool so um obviously we have the game or splatterball from <laughs> the blood of heroes ashley what's your choice so my choice is from real steel it's basically rock and sock and robots but on a huge scale and you get to as a person you get to control your robot and they just battle each other so you're not getting injured mm-hmm. and everyone gets to watch and it's entertaining so that's my choice do you remember that Netflix show we watched, Derek? Um, you might have seen this too, Ashley. Love and Robots. Uh, love, Death, and Robots. Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah. I haven't. Mm-mm. It had a really cool episode. One of the best episodes was a similar like Avatar thing. You go into your your oh. um, robot fighter, um, Real Steel. I feel like I, oh, I just watched Pacific Rim the other day. Um, yep. It's basically that's not a sport. Um, Real Steel. I, I think this definitely hits a lot of the boxes. It's 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 fun and it's very accessible. You can mm-hmm. be a little kid apparently, or you can be Hugh Jackman. So, yep. <laughs> um, for my choice, I'm going with a really new movie that um, just came out a few weeks ago, actually called Psycho Goreman. Um, the game that <laughs> is introduced at the very beginning of the movie is called Crazy Ball. Um, it's got components of dodgeball and it has components of something that a six-year-old would come up with, um, meaning <laughs> the Perfect. rules are constantly changing and evolving. And there's like spin, you have to dive and spin in the air to catch the ball, um, things oh, like that. Okay. But there's real stakes because the fate of the world depends, comes down to them playing a game of crazy ball with the monsters. So um, from outer space. So yeah. All right. Like, uh, space jam. <laughs> yep. <laughs> space jam is, um, well, another good example, yeah. actually. <laughs> Derek, what's your choice? People are going to give me shit for this, but pod racing from star Wars episode one. Why would you get shit for that? Uh, people hate that, that movie. That was one of like the fun elements of that movie though, for sure. Right. Yeah, that's the highlight that I I remember. And I think people have like come around to it more. Is that the one with Jar Jar? <laughs> Shit, you shouldn't have said it. Oh, is he, it? He who uh, shall not be named. I saw that. Yeah, but like, I also had the Nintendo sixty four game, and it was just so fun to play. Dude, me too. Um, Hell yeah. 
so i mean if uh, one of the criteria can be like would we play this game ourselves um you know obviously if we had the opportunity to jump in a pod racer that would be be awesome Um, or a robot or you know play crazy ball in the backyard that's the most uh, (laughs) easy one that we could actually play this (laughs) Mm -hmm. we don't it doesn't require uh, millions of dollars of tech or um millions of dollars of tech um (laughs) ashley what's tricky is going we're going to start with jugger and where we kind of think that fits in but we do have the the knowledge that people have played this in real life so don't dismiss it altogether still at the bottom (laughs) (laughs) or dismiss it altogether also don't factor in the movie at all why do you think this is at the bottom it's too brutal like i don't want to play it (laughs) maybe you're being a girl way they would survive oh drew do you want to play it (laughs) no maybe you're being a girl (laughs) (laughs) um no it's dumb like it's 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 we have football and we have rugby um and we've got mma but you don't oh, yeah, see those duh. MMA yeah. fighters that are getting scars, you know, like their face and their eyeball ripped smashed out. in, like with, w- with weapons. It's basically mm-hmm. MMA with weapons. It's a great analogy. Yeah. It, and yeah. could, because the, 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 the quick portion of it, it's just a different game. Like there's people fighting. It, you, it could be in a, the playing field. Is it a circle, Ashley? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Or it's a like square? a football. It's a square. And it's, then the middle has a circle for the quicks. Because it's not long either. No. It's just you get no real sense of the the scope of what they're doing. They don't have to like grab the skull real quick and, and sprint to the other side of the field. Like they show her like ducking and weaving and, and, and flipping around people, but that never happens in the matches. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so it's so, the bottom. <laughs> Duggar, I mean, splatter ball at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? working from the top to bottom. I mean, I know you haven't seen crazy. Well, ball. Yeah. I mean, the way you described it, it sounds like, fu- it sounds kind of fun. Yeah. If it's just like a kid's game, obviously not trying to battle monsters and potentially destroy the earth. No, the but... monsters are totally optional. Cool. <laughs> I mean, crazy ball sounds fun and attainable. So, but they all sound fun. I actually think I would put my robots at the bottom or like the third mm-hmm. out of those two. Cause I think pot raising would be sweet. And crazy ball sounds like just like a good time. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I might have to agree with you on real steel only because it's not a fake sport. It's actually already a real thing. Um, what? Yeah. No, people have robot wars. Oh yeah. Um, what's it? Is it the show? What's it called? Is it called robot wars? <laughs> it might Basically. be called robot yeah. wars. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it, okay. I, I don't think that, I think real steel was actually, it was almost the other way around in this case. I think the movie, I don't think Hugh Jackman invented um, Robot Wars. Right, yeah. Um, so that one is in third. Um, so it comes down to Crazy Ball versus Pod Racing. Now, I think Ooh. these are two different ends of the spectrum in terms of <laughs> yeah. one is like um, uh, drag racing times mm-hmm. a million. And the other one is just like, uh, what's that Foursquare game or like something you would play Foursquare? in the street? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Foursquare. It's just called Foursquare. It's like tetherball, Foursquare. It's something you know that you would play in your backyard. So where's your heart leaning? So I'm leaning towards Crazy Ball only because I like something more physical. Like pod racing, you just like, I mean, yeah. you just sit in a pod and you like drive around, which would be sweet. You but can bump I'm into going... people and make them explode. That's yeah, cool. yeah. 
That's scary. <laughs> but dangerous. I think crazy ball just seems like more fun for me, like more physical. So that's what I'm picking. If there was a, like a, a craze sweeping the nation, no pun intended, it wouldn't be, <laughs> it probably wouldn't be pod racing. I mean, because nobody would be able the, to have a pod. <laughs> it would just be unusual for enough people to have pods. And it's, it's like a niche sport. Whereas I think everyone could play crazy ball. So did I win this death match? Derek, what do you think? I mean, I'm saying crazy ball and Drew's obviously vote for crazy ball. So I guess it doesn't matter, but what it do doesn't you really think? matter what I think? Uh, Anakin in this star Wars episode one is not rich at all. And he is able to get his own pod racer, but it sounds like I've lost or at well, least second place. Yeah. I guess, I guess eventually down the line uh, in, in like the timeline of Mandalorian, there are pods just like pod cars, pod racers, just pretty, pretty plentiful, but kids aren't going to be like jumping into them. Right. Yeah. Maybe they are. Maybe they have many like big wheels. I'll accept, I'll accept second place. Okay. Crazy ball one. Pod racing two um real steel three real steel three and then unfortunately the game fourth Uh, (laughs) unfortunately for all those people in 2015 that met up in denver and (laughs) played yeah played yeah (laughs) um and what's the prize for winning we get to hear my clip by the way before you play it people will play anything in denver yeah that's fair that's fair it doesn't love sports it doesn't necessarily denote quality just because a a random group of people gathered there and found a way to kill time in a park Um, right derek yes hit us with the winner's clip my intro music for crazy for our dodgeball team yeah this is great Well, okay. I like that. I'll have to watch it. Psycho Goreman is an awesome movie, by the way. Yeah, Crazy Ball is just one of many reasons to check cool. it out. But anyway, it's almost time to sign off on new release radio for this week and give our final thoughts on The Blood of Heroes. But before we do, let's listen to a new dance track that debuted Ooh. at 69 on this week's Billboard Top 100. That was Heartbeat by Seduction, a group that released their biggest hit, Two to Make It Right, just a few weeks earlier. Pretty sure we spun that track on new release radio as well. (laughs) Now back to our feature presentation. Ashley, dare tell us (laughs) what the critical response to this movie was shit just like the movie oh that's not my review that's not funny. <laughs> it was bad it was really bad did it get i mean obviously you can find you can dig up reviews but i'm actually i wouldn't have been surprised if it was just ignored or luke like lukewarm reviews like i don't know yeah there's i mean there's a mixed bag but the majority were um, actively less than favorable yeah it was like wasn't <laughs> ambitious or interesting enough to really merit too much critical thought in my opinion 
I mean, the trailer uh, said it was dazzling, so I'm not sure why we didn't think that. It's like it's a we didn't even mention Mad Max. Um, mm-hmm. It's Mad Max without any of the the personality, any of the you know performances and cinematography. Like, yeah, just a really washed out version of of a movie like that. Um, mm-hmm. Would you like to hear some uh, some other reviews? <laughs> Yes, what's what's going to happen here? <laughs> okay, so this is a section where I do two true reviews and a lie, or I write them all, or friends write them, parents write them. You never know. So you guys get to guess who wrote what. <laughs> and who has gotten the last three guesses right, mostly? Um. Well, I thought Derek, no, you. No, it was not me. <laughs> you did. I think okay. I got two out of three last time, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I tricked you a little. I tricked you both, but you got it more. Okay, so review one. <clears throat> the game had its interesting moments, but overall, the movie lacked excitement and a good storyline and acting. That's one. That's nah, a critic. Sorry. Okay, plot uh, two. Um, plot development is slim. Much of running time is given over to the game itself, which seems to have no rules except that the winning team places the skull of a dog atop a pointed stick. Mm. Okay, pretty detailed. Um, and three. Why didn't I get to see Joan Chen in fucking silk? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Ebert <laughs> taking some liberties. Um, Ashley definitely wrote number three, and I. The first one was definitely a critic, and the second one I could, it could be you trying to impersonate a a bland review, but I'm gonna say the first two were critics. See, I'm gonna say one and three. We're, we're critics. What? We're Ashley. Oh, okay. Okay, so, um, I wrote the first one. Okay. Which was definitely a critic, Drew. But I wrote that one. <laughs> and then the Joan Chen and fucking Silk is kind of a curveball because Ooh. Oh. after we watched the movie, I met a girl at the mall and we were talking about it. And she said that. So it was her review. Thanks, okay. Caitlin. Nice. Oh, nice. So, okay. yeah, those are um, reviews. <laughs> well, uh, I guess the I, I'm not going to make excuses. Yeah, don't I, make excuses. You <laughs> lost. <laughs> you Uh, don't your your reviews don't capture your feelings obviously it did i said it had interesting moments but it lacked excitement and a good storyline and acting you thought it had interesting moments yeah during the fighting it was interesting (laughs) okay very briefly uh, you threw me off because that was a more positive review than i thought i thought you had (laughs) well i was rooting for the team to win in the end so like clearly i like cared a little okay well cool that's good to know Uh, what Um, else you got for us Okay, so then when it comes to awards, um, did not win any or was nominated for any or any awards at all. So surprise. Peace. <laughs> um, but I have some of my own awards slash whatever I want to talk about the movie, um, review, etc. So the first one is, <laughs> okay, um, a quick slash drive griffer and back charge are all players in the jugger game at large. Better watch your back or end up with a paralyzing attack. From snack from smack to smack, gore and bruises. This game does not lack. So that's my little poem. Dang. And um, then my other. That's how kids around the country will memorize the positions. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. And then the other one just says, "Watch out! She'll bite your ear off." <laughs> <laughs> so those was that are, written uh... to your latest puppy that you've found outside the mall? Yeah. No, no, no. She hasn't been made off yet. She's scratching a little bit, but she's very cute. So it's fine. <laughs> um, but as far as watching this movie, 
Drew, would you watch it? No. Again, skip it, recommend it? No. Um, no, this is maybe one of the easiest um, recommendations we've ever had. I recommend skipping it. There's no reason even to, it doesn't, if you're trying to do an exhaustive um, analysis of movie of sports that came from movies, I guess read the Wikipedia page, but <laughs> it doesn't even, it, it doesn't even stack up against like, like, if you just take the sport out of the movie, yeah, it's not even worth your, your energy. It's so terrible. So I would also agree with that. Skip, Derek, what Derek do you think? Tricked us last week. Yeah. I think would... It depends. Uh-oh. I, I I liked it, actually. And the reason what? being is because I like to watch movies and see how they're edited and kind of created. And the costumes were amazing. And then also some of the fight scenes, it was like, are they actually getting like destroyed by these huge like maces and stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So the the fighting was was great. But if you take the fighting and those costumes out, then you've got a very hollow movie. Yeah, I mean, Ashley's review said that it's basically half the runtime, which is uh, the the matches, and the matches mm-hmm. are mostly fighting. Um, yeah, you. I guess you did pick up on something that we didn't give any respect to, which was like how they outfit themselves in um, armor, like makeshift armor, whatever's available out in kind of the the world that they can scavenge. Um, the league when they fight the people in the league presumably they have like a better they have better wands <laughs> and better um helmets dazzling wands yeah, yeah better chains i guess yeah just um, better gear overall but yeah there was some i was trying to appreciate where they put their production energy into it just it wasn't really well shot maybe like they didn't convey the action so i it, that kept me from appreciating some of the things you're describing but uh, the bones were there yeah dog bones yep. yeah <laughs> i mean i feel like they thought the, the most clever thing that of the whole movie was that they were using a dog skull for a ball and mm-hmm. honestly when i read the synopsis for the movie and we were planning out what we we're going to watch this weekend that's the only thing that sold me on it so. <laughs> oh no wow Drew, no, Drew no, no 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 because i hate dogs um, yeah i was like he loves cats cat not skulls wouldn't work too small um, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's a cool detail. And that was like the one of the only cool details. Yeah. All right. Um, so two skips and a maybe watch. I would say a watch skip. Yeah. Or okay. like, yeah, half watch. Yeah, just watch part of it. Yeah. Well, okay. um, what's next, Ashley? Um, what about how 90s is this? Yeah. So... Each week, we try to do a scale from one to 90 of how 90s the movie is that we watch based on music, um, the wardrobe, the actors that are in it, and some tropes that might be in the movie. Uh, so far, we have Hard to Kill with uh, Steven Seagal at number one with 73 out of 90. <laughs> Trimmers with 69 out of 90. And then it just keeps getting lower and lower. So Yeah. No super 90s movies so far. Uh-uh. Our scale, since we're in 1990, um, as you as you said is one to 90 so mm-hmm. the most 90s ni- the most 1990 movie <laughs> would get a 90 <laughs> right <laughs> and we haven't cracked we haven't cracked the low 70s yet mm-hmm. um and we're not going to crack it today this, yeah this movie as we've uh, noticed before kind of like tremors isn't 
I mean, it's nothing like Tremors, but <laughs> <laughs> the setting is is like uh, not really. It's in a town that the time forgot. Um, mm-hmm. In this case, because the civilization was was destroyed, but um, in Tremors' case, just because it's like an old oil mining town or something um, in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, so this movie has got to be one of the lowest we've seen. Well, no, okay, the actors. <laughs> um, Rutger Hauer and Joan Chen were definitely mm-hmm. hitting their their peak in the the mid '80s to the mid '90s. Um, so that's. I mean, I know we don't have strong points. personal attachments to them, but yeah. like, we do have to. Yeah, you know, Joan Chen was in, uh, gosh, on Deadly Ground with Steven Seagal in 1994. So there's some, um, you know, if he got a 73. <laughs> yeah there's some complicated transitive math that could be done um <laughs> i'm gonna say 50 you know i mean as a starting the, point i would yeah i'd even say lower than 50 so I'm okay. okay with. i mean brain dead got a 43 out of 90 and it was it had like technology and stuff like that was from a certain era it had um the pull the bills yeah it had the bills um, in it so it's it okay i mean we could go we could go 20 yeah, I mean, I was only going to give it maybe some points for the for the two actors that you just yeah. mentioned. But other than that, like, yeah, I'm okay with like giving it a really low rating. The music, nineties. I don't remember it. I don't it really either. It wasn't that much. Mu- I mean, there was music, but it was covered up by a lot of grunting and smashing. Yeah, it's it was hard, a dystopian it's film. Hear. It's hard yeah. to tell. Like, it's not nineties. You know, so. I don't really have a score for it to be honest. I already mentioned the uh, <clears throat> the costume design mm-hmm. and some of the. But was it 90s? No, not at all. I I didn't even halfway in. I was like, are you sure this is from? (laughs) But but again, you know, the this dystopian universe that they create. Yeah. We'll take. Oh, maybe maybe the genre. I mean, like just because the movie is not set in the 90s, it could still be a thing, a genre that was popular. So do you want to give it like 27 out of 90? (laughs) Sure. 10 each for the actors. um, And then seven for the seven for cooper petty <laughs> yeah because we're getting over dystopians that was in the that was that was for the 80s i know we're on the the borderline year here but mm-hmm. we can't give it too much credit for that um okay it's exciting i feel like of all the movies we watched for 84 and now the seven we've watched for 90 this is by far the lowest score we've gotten ever yeah yeah so <laughs> that's that's saying something <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to even bother merchandising this movie? So we try to pick something each week to put in our new release gift shop. Um, Seagal's ponytail hair clip. The big hit item that's already sold out from last week, which was uh, the Make Me a Monster temporary tattoo kit. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. From that, Inspired by Nightbreed. Um, what Do you want some chains and, and wands, Ashley? Do you want anything from, from this movie? Um... You could do like a little fake dog skull keychain or something. Oh, but uh, yeah. Like that's the only thing I think of. Or like a dog skull, like football, like it's foam or like Nerf material. You can throw around, throw it around. Yeah, I think that's that's the way to go. I'll so call can, our manufacturer yeah. up. Uh, yeah, we should okay. call Nerf. Get Nerf on the line. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nerf. They'll be like, what movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've got cool. a, a very exciting a crossover <laughs> promotion event. You can put them in Happy Meals. You can put them in... Mm-hmm. <laughs> next to the super soakers yeah okay, dog skull nerf i actually yep. kind of i would totally play with that i would actually buy it but yeah dang it 
All right. Well, <laughs> something good came out of this at, movie. We're too good at merchandise. I can't wait to um, see these products Me popping, too. Up, popping up in the world. Um, so there's a little bit of a time delay from when we post it on our Etsy shop in 1990 to when it reaches. Yeah. Or maybe the shipping is the problem. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> we gotta we gotta figure out the logistics. Mm-hmm. Whew, okay, we did it. We watched the Blood of Heroes next week. We are going to be going a little more mainstream with everyone's dad's favorite movie of all time. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> the Russian disappeared. Invisible. This thing could park a couple of hundred warheads off Washington and New York. Stolen. He's defecting. The Russians know this, which is why they've been trying to sink him for the past two days. The hunt is on. Now you want us to help you hunt him down and kill him. Battle stations. Give the man a chance. From the director of Die Hard. Torpedo is an acquisition. From the best-selling novel by Tom Clancy. We sail into history. The Hunt for Red October, March 2nd. Okay, this is not what I thought it was based on the title. Okay. (laughs) A submarine war movie. This is like a classic. Um, Director of Die Hard, Sean Connery. Um, I know you're going to, it's not in your wheelhouse necessarily, but are you excited to check this out? Yeah, I like Sean Connery. Why not? Yes, I would love to watch this. Ooh, Ooh. nice. Prepare for lots of bad Connery accents next week. (laughs) (laughs) That was so bad. (laughs) I warned you. Um, (laughs) If you want to get more of that or not, subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. Derek? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Hey. <laughs>